Hello and welcome to the Library Coven, a bi-weekly podcast in which two bookish besties discuss mostly YA fantasy through the lens of intersectional feminist criticism. Why? Because critique is our fangirl love language and because talking about books is pretty magical. I'm Jessie. And I'm Kelly. And it's time to take a look back at all the wonderful things we love this year. Um, We want to share with you all our faves, and we would love to hear yours as well. Um, I'll be sure to create some conversations on Instagram so people can share their Instagram stories. And you can share in the comments of the post for this episode, either on social media or on our website. Um, And we'll be sure to add links to everything so you can get copies of the books that sound interesting to you and find the TV shows and movies and all the other stuff we mentioned. So let's take a look at 2021. 2021, year in review. Year in review. All right, books you couldn't put down. I'll let you go first. <laughs> You're going to let me go first? Yes, you can go first. Okay, Um, I, new to me authors were Talia Hibbert. I started with the Brown Sisters trilogy. This isn't YA. This is romance, contemporary romance. We decided to read Mary Inkmas as a surprise holiday episode. And then I subscribed to her newsletter. And then I started reading all of the books. So love Talia Hibbert. I also love Kelly J. Baker's essay collection, Grace Period, The Moon Book by Sarah Faith Goddesdiener. And uh, my partner and I listened to Ace of Spades, the audiobook, and it was so, so, so good. Oh my gosh. I will read whatever. Abiyike Iyamide. How do you say their name? I'm not, I didn't listen to the audiobooks. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, Farida. Yep, exactly. First name. So, yeah. So good. So good. Mine were The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I got that book like right when it came out from the library like before it took over on like tiktok and social media because i just like was like this cover is really cute um and now it takes forever if you want to get a hold of that book like it's just got so popular but it was very good the prince and the dressmaker by jen wang which is a YA um, graphic novel um that was suggested to me i think by cynthia of cynthia's reading list great book um, also read Ace of Spades. I actually read that one with Cynthia. We did a buddy read and it was so good. <laughs> More of these like teen thrillers. They're so good. Yeah. I didn't think I would like it. I mean, I thought I would like it, but I didn't realize it was going to be like kind of mystery-esque, but it was really good. Actor Age Eve Brown by Talia Hibbert, Heartstopper by Alice Osman, and Battle Royal by Lucy Parker. <laughs> Amazing. There Lots of books. The last two I have not read. Oh, I think you would really love Heartstopper. It's a graphic novel and it's queer. Content warning for mentions of like sexual assault or not sexual assault for bullying and like um, eating disorders. So I guess be wary of that. Um, But they're so sweet and so cute. And I think the last one comes out in like March or January. So I'm very excited. Ooh, putting those on my TBR for sure. Yes, yes. favorite rereads i don't think i really reread many books this year um really just the one and it was my favorite book from last year which was legend born by tracy dion which looking back at my goodreads i actually think i read it this year (laughs) twice (laughs) i'll put that as another book that i read and loved this year um but it was just so good so good 
I have a very boring answer because it is same and same. Yeah. <laughs> Legend I mean, all the we way. Read it it's for this podcast. <laughs> exactly. And Bloodmark got moved to November, so I'm pretty bummed about that. But November of next know. year, 2022. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but I did pre-order the paperback so I could get <laughs> one chapter from Sal's perspective. Ah, <laughs> uh, we knew you would. We knew you mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> New authors discovered this year. For me, Darcy Little Badger. I hadn't read any of her work. And then we read Alatsaway for the podcast. And I'm like, ugh, I love. I want to get their new, her new novel. Talia Hibbert, as I already waxed poetic about. And then also, also Allie Hazelwood. I listened to the audiobook. It was very good upon Jesse's recommendation. And A. Shea Brown, who we interviewed and whose debut novel, Dream Country, came out in April of this year. March or April? Yeah, I think March or April. Okay. What about you? Yeah, for me, it was Alice Osman. I started those hot Heartstopper graphic novels, I think, over the summer. And I could not wait for them to come into the library. So I just bought the, <laughs> like, I got one from the library and then the other ones, I just bought them. I put Talia Hibbert, but I don't think I discovered her this year. I think I just, no, I didn't put Talia Hibbert. Now I'm reading your show notes. Um, Allie Hazelwood. <laughs> <laughs> Because this was her first book. And for people who don't know, it's Raylo fan fiction <laughs> is what it was originally written as. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes me love it more. Yeah. Yes. And like his name is Adam, as in like Adam Driver. So I hope they make it into a movie. And then <laughs> <laughs> Rennie K. Amayo, who we interviewed for the podca- podcast. And um, I read Daughters of Henry. Really good. Would recommend our most villainous villains we have a boilerplate answer i'm afraid (laughs) i know maybe we should just not do this one because like y'all know (laughs) systems of oppression just continue to be the worst it comes up in so many books we read and then i took a class on the newberry award this year and it even shows up in the hundred years worth of the award Although not always in the way that the authors probably attend intended to, their books in themselves are systems of oppression. Sometimes, can you talk a little bit more about this? Can you say, or can you expand on it? Yeah. So, a hundred years of the Newberry um, this year, as of twenty twenty one, there have been five black authors who have won the Newberry Award. <laughs> it's pretty appalling, not just for black authors, but for other authors as well. Other authors of color, I mean. Um, I don't think there have been any queer books that have won or out queer authors. So just lots of racism. Ugh. Only one of the Newberries is out of print. And it was because it was so racist <laughs> that it's not printed anymore. Wow. But just one. There were lots of instances mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. very racist, stereotypical writing. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Ugh, no, thank you. Yeah. So, like, read books before you give them to children, maybe. Exactly. Don't just give them to them because they're on some award list. No, you can't just, like, throw these stories wholesale at people. Yeah. Yeah. On to better things. Fave ships this year. Brian Sell, for sure, from Legend Born. 
Definitely. Uh, I really enjoyed Kai and Maggie's dynamic from Trail of Lightning. Whether it's a friendship or a relationship, who knows, but we'll see. That's a good choice. Adam and Olive from The Love Hypothesis. Hani and Issue from Hani and Issue's Guide to Fake Dating. That book was super sweet. Oh, that's on my TBR. It looked adorable. Oh, listen to the audiobook is so good. I didn't realize when I picked it up that the book takes place in Ireland. <laughs> so they have Irish accents and it's ah, really cute. Yes, please. Zafira and Nasir from We Free the Stars. I will read anything that she writes. Nick and Charlie from Heartstopper and then Brian Sell from Legendborn, of course. <laughs> oh, those are all very good. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> What about uh, problematic favorites, problematic faves? I'm going to go with Castile from the Blood and Ash series. He's kind of overprotective and has some toxic traits that I don't really love in real life, but I do love in a book boyfriend for some reason. Also, I'm reading The Fine Print right now. What's that? Which is adult. It's an adult romance book, but like the dude is like just like the worst but you just love him so much in real life i would freaking hate his guts but like in the book i'm like yeah i get it escapism (laughs) this is imaginary he's like a high-powered businessman and in real life i would never even be friends with that person exactly exactly (laughs) but in a book it's like that's kind of hot i get it i get it i get it (laughs) do you have any problematic faves i don't think so I don't know. I haven't read the blood and, from Blood and Ash at all. I don't know if I would recommend it. The first book, meh. The second book, good. Third book, meh. Now I'm just waiting for the other rest of the series to come out. <laughs> uh, the wait and the purgatory. Long. Yeah, yeah. Maybe my problematic listens. I've been just like churning through the included in Audible for romance. <laughs> I mean, and why not? Just like some of it is such garbage yeah it's just like uh so there's like a lot of patriarchal stuff in there like sexist stuff and just like random like i don't know just it's just like ugh, white authors and their bullshit you know white women and their bullshit just like no yeah hashtag true confessions books that we still haven't read slash books we can't wait to read in 2022 why don't you why don't you lead us off okay well i still haven't read Addie larue and to be honest i probably won't um (laughs) i still haven't (laughs) i still haven't finished throne of glass or red king of scars or any of the books from Zoraida Cordova, other than the ones that we read for the podcast, which I really want to read. <laughs> so none of the Incendiary series. I have one of the, I have Incendiary, Incendiary sitting on this podcast bookcase. Yeah. And I had the books come from the library. I just didn't have time because school. <laughs> books I'm most excited for are the new book from Hafsa Faisal, which I think is called Tempest and Tea or something. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like vampires, right? Yeah, I think it's like vampires meets Peaky Blinders, which is like totally my shit. So also more books from Allie Hazelwood, 
Jasmine Guillory has a YA book coming out called By the Book. And of course, Blood Marked by Tracy Dion, which I already pre-ordered. And unfortunately, it's coming out in November now. So I will be putting my entire life on hold, including school, to read it. <laughs> You'll only need like a weekend, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Speed read. Exactly. <laughs> what about you? I haven't read V.E. Schwab either, so I'm going to reserve judgment until such time as I do, which, to be honest, I don't know when I'll get to it because I tried. I know you tried A Darker Shade of Magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get into it. Maybe I should give it another go. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe I would try the audiobook and just have it read to me at two times speed because sometimes I'm like, I can't sit through this, but if I can do something else and have it read to me like okay good point yeah yeah sometimes it's the method of delivery mm-hmm. <laughs> also haven't read kingdom of ash at this point i need like a youtube recap of books one through seven <laughs> i'm worried about spoilers though i know i know <laughs> but at this point doesn't even matter <laughs> no it doesn't really yeah it's in 2022 super looking forward to getting more books from the libraries that i have locally and i've have so many posts bookmarked a lot of the ones that you share like the 25 queer ya books coming out this month or you just have you share so many um, amazing resources and lists and stuff on our social media that i'm like okay it's time to read you just gotta save them and come back to them. Just put them on hold at the library and read them as they come <laughs> exactly, in. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hope they don't all come in at once. <laughs> I don't know. Just generally, I want to expand my expand my reading horizons in 2022, and then I'm also gonna make an effort to try and read some more anthologies. There are some cool ones out. All right publishing industry the t slash y fantasy trends in the publishing industry maybe i don't remember if i wrote any (laughs) okay so there were so many things this year as usual although kelly has taken over the twitter so i feel like i see much less (laughs) now which maybe is good for my mental health (laughs) hopefully it's not burdening you too much no 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 it's fine it's fine it's probably is better for you not to be on there you're on you're on the other social meds you're on the instagrams yeah, so this year we saw issues with books by by POC authors, mostly going to white reviewers, which is not helpful. No. <laughs> um, we saw white reviewers complaining about not getting books by by POC authors and then authors and then saying they were the victims of racism. I roll. Oh my I god. Like, uh, we also saw and just like <laughs> fucking keep it. Oh my god. I know. We also saw like um special edition arcs this year which then people try to sell online and i'm just like what the fuck are you doing arcs are supposed to be advanced reader copies not like a way for you to try and like make money or like build more you know like whatever it's just like everything's turning Cloud. into marketing you know yeah we're seeing the beginning of the end of the term own voices yeah in order to actually use terms to describe the authors so specificity about the win yeah um there's a great episode of code switch that argues for the use of race terms instead of using poc or by poc if people are interested which link to in the show notes which are very long this year (laughs) you all are gonna have some homework yeah yeah i'm kind of sad to see own voices go because i remember when i first started 
but I also understand. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, it, it's it, a hard one. You know, came out of the book blogging community, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, it's definitely served a, an important purpose for like, you know, having, I guess, safer spaces in books. Yeah. Honestly. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I can understand why it's going away. Yeah. And I think it's hard too, because like, there's been a lot of issues for queer authors where they felt like they had to be out in order to feel like they were allowed to write specific books and then authors who were not out got bullied online yeah um, most mostly the author of simon versus the homo sapien agenda has yeah. been like really at the center of a lot of bullying and she felt like forced to come out as queer and you know it's just not really fair i don't know but that one's such a hard one and i'm not part of the queer community so it's not really for me to say but yeah it can be hard yeah just tough <laughs> personal milestones jesse you're amazing tell us why (laughs) i started a phd program this year (laughs) which was exciting and exhausting and overwhelming um but one semester net down and about nine more to go or less if i can help it (laughs) i got vaccinated which meant i was able to leave my house after more than a year of living in a state of absolute panic which was amazing which also meant I got to pe- see people in real life, which was fun. I did so much baking this past you year. You really honed your skills. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm always working to learn more, but I don't feel, I do feel like I'm getting better with each bake. So you can follow my baking adventures on my baking Instagram at jesse underscore may underscore bakes. And I got to meet my internet friend, turn real life friend and podcast supporter Deanna in person. Um, And I'm really thankful for that friendship. Um, And lastly, our following on social media has grown. We're still not a huge account or anything like that, but I hope people are finding the podcast and enjoying some book reviews. And so it's kind of just nice to see those numbers, you know. (laughs) Totally. Same with like our website analytics. They seem to be doing a little better and new users seem to be finding us. And with our stream numbers, I didn't do numbers this year. I just like didn't have the capacity so (laughs) just bracket numbers imagine there are numbers here insert them here yeah what about you what are your personal milestones for the year 2021 was my first year not being on an academic calendar which was so weird (laughs) so weird such an adjustment my houseplant baby collection has grown considerably i'm talking we have like 40 plant companions so many casa right now so i'll be gifting some to some good homes over the holidays and afterwards i got vaxxed and boosted which meant that i could actually leave my house you know along with jesse we're both living in like heightened fear states because you know as chronically ill folks it's a scary place out there when yeah, they're like yeah. the only people who are vulnerable which is not true are old people and disabled <laughs> people and it's like well okay i guess we're just collateral damage <laughs> that's great a good reminder to get your vaccination and boosters if you haven't people <laughs> exactly please in summer 2021 i ca- became an auntie for the third time so Yay, that's exciting congrats, congrats babies babies thanks babies are cute it's been a, like a bit of a crash course in kid chaos with all the ups and downs that's entails, but there's some high highs, you know, it's babies are adorable. 
I also joined a queer media group that produces weekly shows on my local public radio station. So it's a shout out to KGNU and the Outsources Collective. This has been a real area of growth for me since I'm trying to do a bit more like public facing stuff and share some more creative work. And I took over post-production editing for the podcast for now because Jessie is hella busy with her <laughs> doctoral program and just overall being a badass baker book witch. <laughs> Which I have infinitely appreciated. Yay. I don't know that I could have kept up with everything without Glad your help. Even the scales a little bit. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> favorite nonfiction books from the year i'm loving everything that marley grace writes from her newsletter to her book getting to center and also how to not always be working just a great creative person uh who i really respect and i'm taking a quilting class from her in january so i'm looking forward so to cool. uh, learning how to do that I also love and want to shout out and uplift The Moon Book by Sarah Faith Godestiner. It's all things witchy and moon stuff, and it's incredible. I love it. Also took one of her classes this year, and that was really good. A friend and I read, did like a little buddy read of An Indigenous People's History of the United States by Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz. Can't recommend that enough. I really want to um, pick up her new one, Not a Nation of Immigrants. That one just came out this year, um, but I haven't read it yet. And then also loved Undrowned by Alexis Pauline Gums. I've heard really good things about that one. Um, I didn't read a ton of nonfiction this year, and most of what I read was for school. Um, but I did read We Will Not Cancel Us by Adrienne Marie Brown with my online book club, which I loved. We also read Disfigured on Fairy Tales, Disability, and Making Space by Am, uh, Amanda Ladock. That one's a good one. Yeah, it was really good, and it stimulated a lot of really good conversation. It was actually a very stressful book club meeting, <laughs> but <laughs> it was good to have those conversations with folks. I read From Here to Equality, uh, Reparations for Black Americans in the 20th, so 21st Century by William A. Darity Jr. and A. Christian Mullen for um, a Black Studies class, um, which was really amazing and timely and laid out some tangible plans for reparations to Black people in the U.S., um, so I'd recommend that book if you're interested there's a lot of history there that i feel like often doesn't get taught in the united states um which is unsurprising and probably getting worse now um yeah but would recommend um i also had some really good cookbooks this year that i enjoyed like dessert person by claire saffitz which i got for christmas last year from cynthia and pastry love by joanne chang probably two of my favorite bakers based in the united states um and their cookbooks are just really great so if you're looking for dessert things um i would highly recommend those pastry love has like the best recipe for like bacon onion and blue cheese biscuits and mm. like i crave them all the time oh, that sounds so good. Uh, <laughs> mouth-watering yeah all right now this is the part where i get to sit back and relax <laughs> and ask jesse about all the tv she watched this year <laughs> i wrote down so many things it's very it's very thorough i love it yeah victoria from instagram also was like what shows did you watch this year and i'm like we got it covered don't worry oh, just wait just wait till the year okay. of you as per usual, I watched a ton of TV this year, which I know is shocking because I started a PhD program and finished up a master's program, but like, I just make time for TV and it's something me and my husband do together. So 
Obviously, I was overjoyed to have so many Marvel shows this year. So many. So, yes. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because you know Bucky is my guy. And we finally got Black Captain America, which I was very excited about. WandaVision and Loki were all top tier. Um, plus, I did a weekly chat with my friend Tara after every episode, which was really fun. Oh, so, I shout love out to that. Tara. <laughs> Hi, Tara. Love that. Yeah. Um, I'm watching Hawkeye now, which is like... It's good, but Hawkeye is one of my least favorite of the Avengers. So like, wasn't really excited for this show, but I'm excited for maybe to see a new Hawkeye take over and see Yelena from Black Widow, which I did watch Black Widow. Also didn't love that movie, but I yeah. just came out at the wrong time. It should have come out in the timeline order instead of coming out after we already know Natasha's fate. So there's my view on that. <laughs> there you go. Drive to Survive, which I didn't think I would like at all, but now I'm obsessed with F1. And we'll be rooting for my guys, Lewis Hamilton and Daniel Ricardo for the rest of their careers, however long that is. That's um, Formula One for the people who aren't in the know <laughs> out there. They drive cars real fast. They drive cars real fast. It is not European NASCAR. Um, please come to my TED Talk if you would like. We can discuss it in the DMs, but there is a difference. <laughs> um, my sister-in-law recommended that show. Didn't think I was going to like it. And I just like fell in love with Formula One racing. Um and made Kelly watch it. Yep, yep. <laughs> and recommend it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great British Bake Off is always a bright spot to my year. And I loved every second of it. This was such a good season. So good. The last season of Sex Education and Never Have I Ever were both amazing. I've mentioned Reservation Dogs a few times this year. And it was a really great show. Definitely would recommend it. Um, there is a content warning in one of the episodes. So just, you know, be aware of that. I think maybe The Queen's Gambit was last year. But I have... But I might have watched it this year, just putting it out there. I haven't watched the final season of Insecure yet, but I'm really looking forward to watching it. I'm waiting till it all comes out so I can just watch it in one go. The final of Kim's Convenience was great, and I'm really sad that show is over. But it was a good run, and now we have um, Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, and that movie was great. I, I don't think I know, mentioned it, but I saw that and The Eternals. Love them both. Harry Styles is in the MCU now. <laughs> <gasps> Harry Styles? Uh. Yes, which I feel like is a spoiler, but <clears throat> also it was like all over the internet. So if you didn't know, like that's just, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just made my heart so happy. Uh, it was so good. post credit scene, second post credit scene. So yeah, I think second. Shadow and Bone was pretty good. Y'all know I hate the Darkling and I also don't like the Shadow and Bone series very much, but I will watch anything with Ben Barnes and... I love Kaz and the whole Crows crew. I know a lot of people didn't like Emily Paris, but I thought it was pretty funny. And I look forward to the next season, which comes out next week. Um, Ted Lasso was good, although I thought season one was better than season two. Season two of The Great was fun, and I really enjoyed it. Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt work so good together. If you haven't watched that show, give it a go. It's about Catherine the Great. It's all in like another one of my friends. Shout out to Jacqueline. Uh, also said that they're she's been watching season two and I have this thing of like two people I trust recommend the same thing to me I'll <laughs> give it a try again which I've watched part of the first season I'm like all right I'll pick it up again it's so good we just finished watching the sex lives of college girls written by Mindy Kaling I love everything she does obviously because I also love never have an ever I loved Mindy project I didn't watch the office but it was great it was really fun would recommend um content warning for sexual assault I'm also looking forward to the second season of The Witcher, which just came out. Yeah. Um, but I'm waiting till after the holidays because I'll be traveling. 
and the next season of Umbrella Academy, The Boys, Stranger Things, the final season of Peaky Blinders, which is out next year. So there's my year in TV and things I'm looking forward to. I know it was a lot. I love it. I love it. (laughs) But I watched a lot of things. (laughs) I'm not sure how I even began to follow that act. Like, (laughs) that was incredible. Seriously, though, Jesse has a very discerning media (laughs) lens. So consider her recommendations carefully. I actually watched a lot of the same shows because you recommend them to me. You're welcome. I trust your taste. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to echo a few. Great British Bake Off, Always and Forever, Reservation Dogs, Incredible, Sex Education, Loved, Never Have I Ever, The Sex Lives of College Girls, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. This is a particular favorite because it's a whole new world, a whole new world for me. And you don't think you're going to like it, but it just is like so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did fast forward through the Gunter interview parts because I just like can't with him but yeah anyway that's like he's not gonna listen to this episode so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) no what else what else oh I'm currently watching the season two of the witcher oh just came out I'm just a few episodes in my partner and I are watching it it's very good um I started watching Bob's Burgers kind of randomly this year and it's cute. I think it's it's funny. It's like a cultural phenomenon that I did not understand before. And now I'm like, okay, I'm in the in crowd, I guess now. But what else? What else? Uh, Wheel of Time is good. It's on Amazon oh, Prime. It's on my list. It scratches that high fantasy itch for sure. It's cool. It's got like magic and stuff in it. Um, I'm not sure if this counts as a show, but my partner and I start watch uh, the D&D show Critical Role. And that's fun. It's like people playing Dungeons and Dragons online. We play Dungeons and Dragons too online. So nerds, it's fun. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> I'm rewatching Sense8 on Netflix. One of my favorite shows. It's so 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 good. Um, and finally, we can put it on the record that I'm a Shonda Rhimes fan, and I am <laughs> still watching Grey's Anatomy, and I like Station 19 also. Mm, firefighters. Firefighter. I was like, I've never even heard of that show. Firefighters. I'm also looking forward to Umbrella Academy, another season of Bridgerton and Shadow oh, yeah. and Bone, and also Drive to Survive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite movies. I didn't watch a lot of movies this year, but Judas and the Black Messiah was amazing. I love Daniel Kaluuya, and he did his like a stellar job of bringing Fred Hampton to life. I kind of wish the book had, or not the book, (laughs) the movie had focused more on Fred Hampton instead of on, you know, that other guy. But I kind of, I understand why it did. Um, But it was really good. Um, It was hard to watch at some parts. So content warning, I'm giving so many content warnings today, but yeah. So just lots of violence in those movies, lots of racial issues. So be prepared for that if you want to watch them. The Personal History of David Copperfield with Dev Patel was such a fun movie. I never read the book, but the movie was beautiful and such a good retelling. And I really appreciated this is the second movie, I think, of this year that Dev Patel played where people were kind of upset because it was normally a white character would have played that person. Um, But he did a great job and it was a really good movie. Yeah. The Green Knight being the other one, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the other one. 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was great. And I love getting back into the MCU with that movie. Um, I also watched The Eternals, um, which was also really good. I just like that hardly ever have complaints about the MCU movies. Um, I also love the new Suicide Squad was really good. Pete Davidson was in it very briefly. I know people have mixed feelings about him, but I love him. He's a really good actor. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) A movie I care a lot, which has that actress from Wheel of Time, Rosamund Pike in it. Yeah. It was good. It's on Netflix. Bo Burnham's Inside. Um, I loved that one. It was so good. I've seen Bo Burnham perform a few times. So it was really great to see that and just see how much his comedy has changed and grown and how much better he's become like instrumentally. Yeah. And as a writer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nate Bergazzi's Greatest Average American, which is a comedy special, was really fun. Um, And then I think in November, me and my husband went to go see Nate Bergazzi in person (laughs) in town. He came to town. Um, So that was super fun. I know I said Emma last year, but it's a really great movie. And I watch it at least once a year. Um, And I know I watched it this year. So if you haven't, you definitely should. Oh, I also just watched... Um, Russell Howard's stand-up special lubricated and it was really fun also so it's good to see some stand-up coming back because I really missed that over the year um, that we were staying home all the time all the time (laughs) yeah what are your movies I didn't watch a lot of movies this year either mostly because I'm not going to movie theaters and I don't know Mm -hmm. when I'm going to so I'll have to wait and see all the movies that are coming out like they come out now you know they came out earlier so one that I remembered that I really enjoyed was um, the film adaptation of the white tiger. And that came out in January of 2021. That was really good. There are so many that I want to see though. Um, Some that come immediately to mind are Spider-Man, no way home, Eternals and the matrix resurrections. Nice. Those are good ones. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man as well. It's already out, but I'm waiting so I can go to an empty movie theater. (laughs) Exactly. We have to take precautions. Yes, yeah. What are you most looking forward to in 2022? Not to be like the annoying optimistic question. (laughs) So I'm already looking forward to summer break. I'm really proud of myself for getting into the PhD program, but it's so much work. So I'll be happy for like a really long break. I also have tickets to see Hassan Minhaj in March, which will be amazing. And I'm very excited for I just rewatched Homecoming King a couple, like maybe two weeks ago, because my husband fell asleep the first time we watched it, which I'm like, how? But I love Hassan, so I'm really excited for that. And the MCR show that was supposed to happen in 2020, which got moved to 2021, um, is now <laughs> happening in 2022. <laughs> um, wow. So that will definitely be the highlight of my year for next year. I'm really looking forward to it. Fingers crossed it can actually happen. So what about you? Those are so good. (laughs) Thank you. I'm really looking forward to seeing what my garden does. I've spent a lot of time and effort and money on the garden and planting flowers and all sorts of different things. I can't wait for the spring to see what happens. I'm also going to do some more teaching and tutoring this year, which I love to do. And I'm living that auntie life or gunkle, like the gay uncle. (laughs) There's a, like a cute picture book that's called The Gunkle. Oh, apparently there's another Mad Max movie in the works. I, I had to literally like look up lists of movies. I'm like, what came out this year? What did I see? <laughs> and there were some articles that were like, 
27 of the best movies and i'm like i have not seen a single of these one of these movies or really heard of them so we need like goodreads but for movies exactly. like so that i can keep track of all the movies and t- i'm gonna start writing them down throughout the year so i'll be ready for next year's episode we can just start the show notes at the beginning of 2022 and yeah be ready. oh i uh, forgot a tv show normal people oh it was so good it was oh, beautiful i didn't show. watch that one beautiful beautiful show but anyway, Mad Max movie in the works, Furiosa. It's an origin story in your fave. Anya Taylor-Joy is starring, but it's not till 2024. So I don't really know why I'm putting it in here. But we have to take, we have to look forward to as far as we need to. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got some questions from you all out there on Instagram. <laughs> I probably should have posted to Twitter too, but it's just too late It's now. fine. It's fine. Um, so Malini asked, have you changed your format for podcasts at all since the beginning of this year? I think we took out some of the shorter transitions in the episodes and we moved where we talk about recommended, recommend if you like, based on some listener suggestions. We also added our reasons for choosing each book based on our listener survey. So that was kind of fun to like move things around. Yeah. Just shift things a little bit. Yeah. Taking out those small transitions made the editing editing the posts a lot faster for some reason it was just so much moving things around so exactly yeah. exactly gray asks how are you so cool and i know this is for jesse and not for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that's true although i do interact with gray that's quite true. often i never feel very cool um and i think i do a good job on the podcast and social media bringing a more confident and like coming off as more confident and self-assured but in my day-to-day life I do not feel that way at all I second guess every post and every story for social media trying to make sure like I'm not going to offend anyone or that there's nothing that's going to be like triggering without mentioning it or you know making sure books that we have like kind of banned from the podcast are not mentioned in there yeah (laughs) Or are in pictures or in the background of pictures. Um, I worry about trying something new and people thinking we're weird. Um, so we are weird. Really, <laughs> yeah, but like in a bad way, you no, know? No, 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 not in so a bad way. This comment really meant the world to me. So, you know, emotions turned back off, back to <laughs> badass book witch Jesse, <laughs> who has no emotions and feels nothing. But thanks, Gray. <laughs> I cherish these mushy moments. Gray, thanks for asking this question. Jesse is the coolest. Uh, no, no. Gray also asked, how do you read so many books on top of school? For me, this has been really tough. I had a heavy reading schedule this semester, and I will again next semester, last semester because of the Newberry class, and next semester because I'm taking um, a youth literature, an American Asian youth literature class, which I'm really excited about. Audiobooks have helped a lot because I can listen to them while I cook and bake and go back and forth to school or while knitting. Also, I decided that all of my before bed reading gets to be for me. So I don't read any books for school before bed um, because at least part of my day should not be taken up by the program. Kelly, this is something you've done before as well. What about you? Yeah, we did. We started this endeavor while I was doing my Ph.D., And I can attest to the reading schedule being super demanding. You know, you can sometimes be like assigned three or four different books, not to mention articles for class. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this other thing. (laughs) And I'm reading in more than one class. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Audiobooks always and five ever. It's also been really helpful for me during COVID with like attention things 
being weird and emotion stuff being weird. And it's just like helpful for me to be able to do something with my hands and then audiobooks you can, or I know you and I both listen to them at like two times speed. So that helps Mm -hmm. too. And then, yeah, speaking from my experience, podcast reading was always like a fun outlet. You know, it's like me and my bestie get to talk about these books that are fun that we, we get to choose everything we read. You know, if we don't want to read it, we don't put it on. (laughs) So it's like, it was always a fun outlet for me, whereas school reading was like my work and it. So always loved reading and finding a time for it hasn't, you know, been an issue really for me, thanks to a combination of privilege and circumstance and priorities. Yeah. (laughs) Veronica asks, what was your favorite book to discuss on the podcast this year? Um, Definitely Legendborn. It was my favorite book and I'm always happy to recommend and talk about that book. That book meant a lot to me. I just really loved it. So yeah, it was fun to get to talk to you about that book and, you know, discuss it. Legendborn is definitely one of the ones I wanted to mention, but I'm going to cheat and do way more than one. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed A Court of Wings and Ruin way back in February of 2021. I looked back at our wow. episode list because like our seasons kind of straddle the years, right? Mm-hmm. That was fun to go back into that world one more time. We also finished Saba Tahir's An Ember in the Ashes series this summer. That's what we started season four with. A Sky Beyond the Storm. Is that what it's called? Mm, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed our episode about Alatsue, especially because we recorded it around like Halloween. It's just like, oh, amazing. We love Halloween. And then, yeah, Legendborn, like you said. Elise asked, what are your controversial book opinions? <laughs> I love this. I love this question. I hate a pregnancy trope or romance books where one of the characters, did I say romance books where one of the characters has a kid? I saw someone on TikTok the other day say that you don't like, like people don't like pregnancy tropes because they don't like kids. And that's kind of true. I just don't want them. So to me, this is like not fun. This is like my worst nightmare. So <laughs> I don't want to see it in my H-E-A romance books. for you. Yeah. So when I see it, I'm just like, even if I read the back cover and like the main character has a kid, I'm like, no, thank you. And if I got to a point in the book where the main character became pregnant, there's a good chance I would just like give that romance book up. I just find it boring. Also not a fan of friends to lovers. It's also boring to me um, because the characters already know each other. There's a lot we don't get to know um, about them. And then parents, please no single parent romance books, which I think I already mentioned. So those are the things that... I don't know if that's controversial, but I just don't like it. (laughs) What are yours? (laughs) I'm really over chosen ones at this point. I'm just kind of done. I, I'm, I love an ensemble or like an unexpected, like an underdog or something, but I don't know if I need like a, they were born for this. Veronica asked, if you could go to any book universe, where would you want to go? This is such a hard question. Um, I would really love to live in Legendborn universe so I can be friends with Brie and Cell, but like their universe is kind of ours and like <laughs> it's just like in North Carolina <laughs> at Chapel Hill, <laughs> which is like cool, like, you know, but whatever. I would be sure to be able to find sweet tea and good Southern food anytime, which would be nice. Or the Akamath universe so I can live in the night court because that seems pretty cool. What about you? That does seem cool. <laughs> I would say, as far as books I read this year, I would say the Dream Realms from A. Shea Brown's book, Dream Country. 
those were like super different oh my god the dogs are barking (laughs) 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 jesus oh man all right i guess we could do the ed matter okay (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to the library coven we hope you all have a safe and wonderful holiday season um let us know about all your faves this year we've really appreciated all of you Um, As always, we'd love to be in conversation with you, magical folks. Let us know what you think of the episode or just say hi by dropping a line in the comments or by reaching out to us on Twitter or Instagram at The Library Coven. You can post or tweet about the show using the hashtag critically reading and hashtag The Library Coven. And you can contact us via email um, at thelibrarycoven at gmail.com. You all know this already, but you can subscribe and there's going to be dogs barking in the background and that's just life. (laughs) (laughs) You can subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and we'd really appreciate if you would rate and review the show and spread the word to other people out there who you think would enjoy it. Spread the holiday cheer, you know, and if you're able to support our labor financially, you can make a one-time donation to us on coffee and you can support us monthly on Patreon in exchange for... Uh, bonus apps, swag, and more. We'll maybe make some. Hopefully. <laughs> and then you can support our show by stopping shopping at our bookshop.org affiliate page. Until next time, stay magical. It's like it's it's like it's my first time doing this. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs>